we are beings of light. We're light eaters, as James Terrell says. So as we consume light, we're transforming light into energy. And we, we, this is a constant interaction we have with, with the world around us. And, and again, color plays a very specific role. Now, up to this point, we've always talked about color as uh, a feature in light, as an aspect of light. But I think what we're evolving to understand is that color is the relationship between light and darkness. That's why in a full white room, you can't see color. That's why in a full black room, you can't see color. We consume energy through light. We consume thoughts and information through light. And every cell in your body, all 6.4 trillion of them, are photosensitive. Welcome back to Global Wellness Conversations, the official podcast of the Global Wellness Summit. This is your host, Kim Marshall. Okay, get ready today to travel with us to a multi-sensory world. We're talking to the Harvard-educated neuroscientist, Ari Peralta. Ari is a Forbes-recognized innovator and award-winning sensory designer who won over the audience at Global Wellness Tel Aviv with his fascinating presentation. Ari was also one of the researchers slash writers behind this year's Global Wellness Summit Trends Report. Ari's trend, all about wellness and the senses, was number 10 of 12 trends named. And at 20 pages, it was the longest in the report. It's jam-packed with research-backed conclusions and real-life examples of multi-sensory projects happening around the world right now. You know, in this episode, you're going to hear examples of how Ari's applied his findings to empower wellness in the healthcare, retail, and automotive sectors, and even in the metaverse. During our conversation, at times I felt like I was rock climbing through his kind brilliance, and one of the footholds I held onto was when he explained that instead of the typical siloed approach to the senses and wellness, like spa being touch, sound being music, smell being aromatherapy, etc., Brands and designers are now finding that addressing multiple senses simultaneously is a powerful way to enhance any experience. Another thing that made it real for me was his example of immersive art shows as multi-sensory experiences. You know, like the Van Gogh experience that traveled around the U.S. over the past few years. Have you been to it? It's where 60 projectors bring to life 200 different Van Gogh masterpieces that move across the walls, ceiling, and floors of cavernous rooms, all to a musical soundtrack. And the organizers in LA even took it a step further and invited visitors to take a yoga class in the middle of everything. And Ari was right. I remember feeling so full and awestruck at the immersive art shows I've attended. Anyway, consider our conversation a teaser that makes the 2023 Global Wellness Trends Report a must-read. Please enjoy my chat with the sublime Ari Peralta. Ari, welcome. Thank you, Kim. How are you? I'm okay. He looks peaceful, too, and I need that right now. But <laughs> I feel peaceful. Oh, good. Okay. So, Ari... Hold our hands through this. You are a neuroscientist from Harvard. I'm intimidated, but you are open and uh, approachable. So what message, why are you into that field? What attracted you to it? 
So I'm not the traditional academic neuroscientist. Uh, this is my third now uh, go at another career <laughs> uh, to combine and get to where I'm at today. Uh, it was combining a master's in business, international business, sensory design at Parsons, uh, and wow. now uh, neuroscience, behavioral neuroscience. Okay, so Parsons is even cool. My God. So where do you live? So I split my time between three countries, but mm. now mostly in Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah. Okay, we're going to be friends because my husband and I are retiring there. And so just get ready. All right, this is the beginning. There's Go only ahead. living in Lisbon. So you may retire, but you're just going to continue oh, to retired. the next I'll level. I'll never retire. <laughs> but we think we're going to go somewhere near Porto, which is not a bad drive, a train ride to Lisbon. So there we are. Beautiful place, beautiful people, and the energy for what we do in terms of wellness and uh, technology and sensory design. It's a great movement that's happening there. So I'm truly really? inspired to be there. Fala português? I falo portuñol. <laughs> oh, portuñol, mi esposo también. <laughs> so this is the combination of Portuguese and Spanish. Yep. And uh, it's they're so close, you'd think it'd be easy. And it for isn't. me, it's been quite a challenge. So I speak in Spanish, they speak back to me in Portuguese, and, <laughs> and we figure it out in between. You figure it out. And my husband is from Cuba. You are from the Dominican Republic, right? Dominicano. Dominicano, <laughs> baseball, it's wonderful. And I will tell you that you know, the Latin community, I think, has been slower to um, grasp the wellness world. And I have been inspired by the leaders trying to open their arms to them and bring them in. Do you, you agree? Know, you know? We, we practice wellness in different ways. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I know very few cultures that dance, smile, eat, and enjoy life mm. throughout the generations as the Latin culture I think uh, for all of us, we're trying to learn from each other. And I think the beautiful thing about wellness is that it's not just physical, it's perceptual. Mm -hmm. And no matter where you go in the world, no matter what culture, every individual's view on wellness is different and it can change every day. Right, it can. And um, the theme I keep coming back to when I interview people is connection and um joy and gratitude. Those are free, you know? I mean, there are barriers to entry to a lot of wellness experiences, but not to those. And just connecting with people, which, you know, we're able to do, and we're so happy to connect with you. But let's focus on your specialty. Ari, you sent some um, ideas, and we appreciate it so much. What are the senses to you? So for most of us, we see the senses as these organs, like our eyes, our nose, etc., uh, that allows us to interpret the world beyond what we can feel. And what's interesting is that we have these receptors all across our body. Mm -hmm. And our body receives about 11 million signals every second. And these receptors transform that information into valuable information in the brain. And then the brain tells us how to feel. So the senses is a system, a language, a code that only our species speaks in, in that specific way. And that's why we can share... Uh, our experience in this room. That's why, you know, you exist and I exist because of the senses. They make life uh, in living color, don't they? Color is a great way to put it because it is a subsense. Um, and as you know from <coughs> the talks here at Global Wellness where we focused on my cocoon and what we're doing at my cocoon with color, um, you know, this is what it's all about. It's how do we leverage uh, the invisible and make it visible. And with the senses, there's this code that we feel we can use to leverage 
how people feel during those difficult moments shift their perception. Okay, we need to go into my cocoon. I've been in the recording room, so I did not hear your presentation, but I will listen to it when I get home on the recorded section of the summit. But I will tell you that I've worked in the spa industry a very long time, and I worked with a beautiful spa in St. George, Utah. And I always said that a husband-wife team, the wife was like the Georgia O'Keefe of the spa world, and she was really into healing modalities and nature and tinctures from, you know, the land. But what she did was this subtle color therapy. Every day you're at that spa, it's usually seven days, was a different color theme, but they didn't tell you. They just did it. So the light bulbs would change. The water would change. The crystals in the bath, the natural salts would change. And I started to read about it. I said to her, why aren't you telling people you're doing this? She said, that's not how we communicate this. And, you know, yellow was like, the light is opening. Our path is bright, you know, broadening. And the last day was orange because it was celebrate and dance. So take me down that. What else? Well, interesting connection because my cocoon was started by a husband-wife team. So there must be some magic there when couples get together and talk about color. Um, You know, my cocoon was founded by Valerie Corsias and Dominique Kelly, who are my partners at my cocoon. And they started this over two decades ago. They are the uh, founders of the Pantone consumer brand. Oh, my God. And they evolved how they saw color. They're like, hey, guys, color is much more than a trend. It's energy. We're seeing people connect. We're seeing people sleep better. We're seeing people change certain types of behaviors just by going into some kind of color bath. Um, Ultimately, we use color in a personalized way. Um, So while many of us think that, oh, is this color calming? We each have colors that are calming to us. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor this season is the Carillon Miami Wellness Resort. This 150-room beachfront hotel designed in the Miami modern style first opened in 1958, but it is oh so relevant today. Why? Because wellness is its middle name. Not only does it have a phenomenal 70,000-square-foot spa with expansive oceanfront fitness, a salon, a hydrotherapy circuit, and cutting-edge treatments from cupping to cryotherapy, but the resort also has brought together a team of wellness experts to service guests, visitors, and residences. There are integrative medicine doctors, acupuncturists, nutritionists, physical therapists, even energy healers that regularly host workshops at the hotel, and some even keep office hours at the spa. My faves the sex therapist, Carolyn Pataki, the energy healer, think next level talk therapist, Ricardo Kent, and the unforgettable financial career and life coach, Dr. Shaniqua Fleming. So how do guests access this bounty of wellness expertise? Well, they're invited to fill out an online wellness questionnaire ahead of time, or meet in person with the resort's wellness concierge so they can map out a personalized plan to help them meet their goals. It's no wonder Carillon's tagline is wellness your way. And now back to the show. Pantone even has a color of the year each year, right? Correct. But I like... 
My bedroom is so bright compared to what other people would do, but it's my joy. It, one of the colors is Istanbul. It's a like a cinnamon orange. And my I, because I love Istanbul, it just makes me happy. And it's like tropical, it's a little Cuba meets Tahiti. And, you know, a lot of people wouldn't pick that for a bedroom. But I love hearing you say it's individual. It is just like the senses and also just like well-being. It's perceptual. And that's why we think that when we talk about well-being, and when we address how to create new solutions to evolve our approach to well-being, in particular in the spa industry, where right now we have a great challenge as to how do we attract, how do we grow, how do we evolve. And one of the ways that we can do that is by integrating personalized technology that allows spas to achieve chromotherapy. And there's my cocoon. My cocoon, you know, started creating lighted furniture, experimental things, um, all the way to inflatables, which we, you know, light up and use for experiences and activities. Uh, but then they spent about 10 years developing wellness lighting. Ooh. And this is non-flicker lighting that has won uh, Best Wellness Lighting of the Year several times. Um, it doesn't create certain side effect harms that traditional lighting can. Uh, but ultimately, the technology allows you to discover your color mood. So together with uh, Pierre von Obergen, who is uh, one of the world's leading chromotherapists, we developed this test. And it's an intuitive color-based test. No mm. words. Just wow. tap the color. And a few taps later, you're going to see what color you are subconsciously drawn to. Oh. Suddenly, the light changes in that color. And you drive your experience versus your experience being driven by uh, drives you. So color is one of the senses that is so powerful that gives off vibrations. What, um, how else do you um, use the senses to promote well-being? So when you select that color, we also combine the uh, translation of that color into sound. Mm. So every color has a um, complementary note, if you will. Um, and when I look at the senses, think about it as all electromagnetic waves. Yep. Where one end is your vision, in other words, light, very, very fast. And on the tail end is scent, which is also in motion. It right? is. But yes. very slow. So for us, you know, the senses are this one thing. We just kind of categorize it based on the speed. Now, there's complementary elements to these things. And when we combine a color with its corresponding sound, and maybe even a corresponding scent, what we're able to achieve is something greater than the sum of its parts. And Ooh. that's the magic of the senses. That's the magic of life. When you add sometimes like the people in this room, there's more than four people in this room, even though there's only four physical people sitting because our energy amounts to something greater than us. Good. I hope they're all enjoying the conversation. Um, tell me what you mean when you say well-being is both physical and perceptual. It's how you think you feel or what? Yeah. So think about the pillars that global wellness has been, you know, the pioneer in identifying and further breaking down what wellness means. Um, if you look down those pillars, some of them have physical context. In mm -hmm. other words, you physically feel it. Others, like mental wellness, are perceptual. Yeah. These are psychological archetypes that we're building in our mind. And the senses are the same. We physically feel it. But we also, our brain, will use other sensory information from the past to kind of fill in the gaps. And that's why we often say colloquially, you know, perception is everything. Yeah. 
Perception is reality, yeah. they say. Yeah. We're in PR, my partner, Darlene and I, who are here. So we know all about that. <laughs> so we're using combinations of sensory stimuli that we know people respond well to. How do we know? Because we're developing sensory profiles. We're asking you, what are your arousal, uh, what's your arousal type? We're asking you, what are some sensory preferences? Wait a minute. What would an arousal type be? So some people are hyper or hypo. Um, uh, in terms of arousal. And uh, a lot of people, for example, in the neurodiverse communities, uh, they're very sensitive to things like sound. Yeah. And if we know these things ahead of time, we can do a better job at delivering an experience that empowers them. I think one of the experiences that all of your listeners, including everyone in this room, including everyone in the conference, uh, can attest to is that we're living in this hyper-accelerated world where our mind can't keep up. We are on constant sensory overload. Yeah. So how do we reset that? And that's where we've developed this concept of sensory resets, where we use specific sensory stimuli to shift, to help you get out of your front brain, which is where your frontal cortex, which is where you're stressing and overanalyzing your and overthinking. List, yeah. And the beautiful thing about the senses is that they touch all different parts of your brain. So, for example, when, we, uh, when you embrace a color bath and you go into a space such as my cocoon um, and, and go into this incredible, immersive, multisensory, but color-anchored experience, your brain is going, why is this room magenta? Is this a room? Magenta? What is it reminding me of? Now, suddenly, Kim, when you start thinking that way, Whatever you were thinking before, the attention's left that. Mm, good. We're starting to see neurons and, 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 and neural activity in other parts of the brain. And it's as simple as that. I truly believe that the future of wellness is perceptual. So uh, this is just what I feel is the beginning of perception medicine. Aww. How do we use wavelengths, frequencies, et cetera, which we've talked about for millennia, but now yeah. we can validate these things. How exciting. One of our episodes, we... Um interviewed the people that Jay Balvan, the reggaeton guy, who is such a dolly doll from what I can tell, um, you know, he suffers from anxiety and depression. So he put his money behind an app for mental wellness and mostly for the Latin community. But, you know, they want our, they want to channel that negative energy into positive, they call it creative wellness. But it just hit me that maybe you guys have to meet because what about adding color and sound to that while it's happening, you know? vibrations. It would, you know, could only help, I would think. Um, so the evolution of sensory design, you have designed for, let me name drop, um, Nissan, Marriott International, oh, NASA, Amazon, and one of our favorite Six Senses resorts. Can we just use a couple examples of what you've done for those companies so we can crystallize it in our heads? Of course. So with My Cocoon, we've created uh, some incredible experiences using color, including synesthetic wine experience at uh, Six Senses Doro Valley. What's uh, synesthetic? So synesthesia refers to this condition where your senses are kind of crossed. And you've probably heard people who can smell color or who can taste sound. And I'm fascinated by that condition. It inspires a lot of my work. And uh, together uh, with an experiment uh, from Charles Spence, Director of Neuroscience at Oxford, uh, we created this wine tasting experience. So it was one single type of wine, two glasses, and all we did was change 
the color settings in the room. Everything else stayed the same. Come on. We had our Six Senses guest um, rate how they felt about each glass they had. They didn't have a clue. It was from one bottle. And the results were interesting because they thought they were completely two different wines oh my God. from flavor profile. All we did was change the color. So these in are the, the room. In, in the, the room. room. That's it. And what's crazy is that some of the uh, management that was there who knew what we were doing, they couldn't believe it. They were the ones who even gave us the bottle. So ultimately, these are just small examples to show how susceptible our brain is to environmental uh, information like color or like temperature. And ultimately, we have this incredible opportunity to showcase people, hey, it's that easy even to shift your flavor perception. So that's one example. Uh, recently at Six Senses Kaplankaya, uh, together with the Harvest team and the Harvest series, uh, we created uh, color sensory dinners uh, where we worked with the chefs, uh, creating different ways to experience food and tease your senses with what you think it's going to be and what it actually is. Mm. And that gap is what shows us that there is so much space for us to grow and expand. And when we do these kinds of activities, what truly happens is that people's consciousness or their awareness of what is reality, it expands just a little bit more. Well, who doesn't want that? Anyway, I've been to Dural Valley, the six senses. It was magical. And I mean, the sensory overload there and the positive energy from the, from the staff and the great wine. So when you add color to that, I can only imagine. What did you do for Nissan? So for Nissan, uh, this was through uh, my other company, Aragami, my research company. Um, and we're, we're uh, very happy to have collaborated with Edelman, uh, the agency, and uh, mega wellness composer Tom Middleton, who's one of the top uh, um, composers on Calm. Um, and basically, we created a soundscape for Nissan electric vehicles. Ooh. And you may wonder, okay, why does Nissan electric vehicles need a soundscape? Well, when they launched their uh, electric vehicle uh, fleet, uh, several parents were complaining that their kids weren't falling asleep in the car. And this was a problem. And sales dropped because oh, of Oh, because that. you couldn't hear the engine. There you go. Oh. So we had to go in, measure some of these vibrational frequencies um, that are emitted by the combustion engine, recreate that with the sounds of the car, which was... Tom's uh, genius, Ooh. and we created the first uh, soundtrack of a car on, on Spotify that has a function. It's a sound to help your kids fall asleep. I love that. Now, this is noise that you and I can't hear, right? And we say noise because it's specific uh, uh, frequency. Uh, this one specifically was around pink noise, so lower than white noise. And children who have, um, under the age of two, they have a different development in their ear. It's not fully developed yet. Mm -hmm. So we use these frequencies to benefit them and not harm the driver. And uh, thus far, it's been an incredible success. Uh, we launched this a few years back, won multiple awards, including one of the first Wellness for Automotive Awards. How long did that take to develop, Art? About two years. Oh, it did? Yeah. Well, and that... it was mostly the conversations and, 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 and proving. And, and again, part of our goal, our main goal is to highlight wellness is in every sector. Wellness is a human ideal. And wherever humans are, we need to bring wellness as the common denominator. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This season's sponsor 
is Alchemy Resort's Carillon Miami Wellness Resort. Earlier in this episode, we heard about the array of medical and wellness experts available for guests, visitors, and residences at Carillon. Listen as I chat for a moment with Carillon's VP of Wellness, Tammy Pale, as she explains how in demand their experts are becoming. From 2020 to right now, what has happened in our hotel reservation team, they're getting asked specific questions about wellness. People aren't calling anymore and saying, uh, tell me what I should do. They're saying, I can't sleep. What do you have that can Wow. We had um, a couple, husband and wife, who were bodybuilders and they were on a circuit competing. They called and said, what do you have for muscle recovery? Because we've been on the circuit competing and we're exhausted. So people are telling real stories to our hotel reservation team. And then because we spend so much time educating them on biostation, you know, our sex therapist, Dr. Pataki, Dr. Fleming, who's our strategic life coach, uh, Jolie Kramer, who, who does um, energy medicine, Dr. Irina, who does Chinese medicine, because our team actually has had services, they can actually sell those services. And they can also, not that they're doctors, but they can sort of guide the person to the right um, practitioner and or MD for their health and wellness. So that's really changed. And special thanks to Carillon's management company, Alchemy Resorts. Due to the amazing success at Carillon and at its sister property, Waldhaus Flims Wellness Resort in Switzerland, the owners decided to make the most of their expertise and create a management company for hoteliers looking for authentic and profitable ways to create true wellness resorts. For more information, visit alchemywellnessresorts.com. And now, back to the show. Is there a color that people associate the most with wellness? Can I guess? Sure. I'll say blue. What do you say? Let me ask you this. What color do you associate with calmness? Calm? Yeah. Calm. Am I ever calm? I would say like a white or a blue. That's what I would say. So that's the thing. All of us have different associations with colors. And while there are um, cultural fixations with colors that are imprinted by culture and different parts of the world, ultimately color, again, is personal and perceptual. So our brain uses color before to identify uh, a situation, before we identify what shape it is, how far it is. And our brain goes searching, okay, what do I know about magenta? Really? Yeah. And that's why color is difficult to be prescriptive. Yes, there are some physiological um, expressions of color that we have uh, biologically, um, but those are very minor. Um, Beyond that, color is a psychological construct. Can I argue with you, Ari? Please. Okay. So I feel like I honor design of all kinds. And so I honor the design of the earth and the blue of the ocean that is 
to me, universally calming, and the green of the landscape when everything is as it should be are pervasive. So why would a designer have used those two colors? Pretend you believe there was a designer of that. Why do you think? Well, I think it's all about context. And that's where the other sensory cues help. So if we're able to design congruent cues, congruency meaning that uh, contextually they they come together, they make sense, um, that's something different. Now, part of what we use at My Cocoon is we're inspired by the ecological valence theory. It's basically a fancy uh, ecological valence theory. It's it's a fancy way of saying biophilia in terms of color. Okay, okay. So we are inspired by the colors of nature and by the properties these colors have in nature. Uh, So as you said with the ocean example, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, some people, yes, may find that blue very calming. Um, But if you live in rough waters, I I don't know if you'll particularly find blue calming. I'd be afraid, yeah. I'm afraid of rough, yeah, blue. Rough blue scares me, yes. So there you go. I think uh, ultimately, to answer your question, there isn't any one color that promotes calmness more than another, and it's individual. So part of our goal at My Cocoon was to flip the question. Instead of, is blue calming to you? It's, what color is calming to you? And deliver that color to you. Darlene, what color is calming to you? Blue. See? How about you, Tova? Blue? Okay. Because I like brown, too. I mean, dirt makes me feel good. And sand, those colors. For me, I I like magenta. Oh, my God. Who are you? That is so electric. That is so electric. Okay. So tell me, um, what is brainbow besides a really cool word to say? Brainbow. Well, brainbow, first of all, is a type of technology um, that we use uh, in fMRIs. uh, fMRI. So uh, when we are doing magnetic... uh, Frequency magnetic uh, imaging and resonance uh, of the brain, uh, we use a specific chemical called Brainbow, which colors the brain, if you will, and helps us understand the pathways. Now, that's just the actual origin of the word. We were inspired by that process and created an app, a software through my cocoon called Brainbow, uh, which is available on Apple and Android. And this allows you to create your own color story and use color for meditation. Now, what's special about our app is that we're introducing this concept of sensory wellness. And instead of just being on your phone and just doing it on your phone, which you can, you can now connect to TVs um, and bring that experience to an entire room. So imagine uh, a guest at a hotel room uh, changing the color of the room literally through their phone. I mean, I need to do that. I'm looking at Rainbow right now. Just It's an app, you say? Yes, correct. Okay, I might need to get it. Okay, because when we travel, you know, things happen. I've learned, oh, there it is, rainbow. Um, I've learned through, uh, you know, interviewing people that circadian rhythms and light are just so controlling. You know, it's subconscious. We don't even get it, you know, how much it controls us. <coughs> so color and light. Well, think about it this way. We are beings of light. You know, we are beings of light. We are light eaters, as James Terrell says. Oh, I love that. So as we consume light, we're transforming light into energy. And we, we, this is a constant interaction we have with, with the world around us. And, and again, color plays a very specific role. Now, up to this point, we've always talked about color as uh, a feature in light, as an aspect of light. But I think what we're evolving to understand is that color is the relationship between light and darkness. That's why in a full white room, you can't see color. That's why in a full black room, you can't see color. 
How are we light eaters? Well, we consume energy through light. We consume thoughts and information through light. Oh, yeah. And every cell in your body, all 6.4 trillion of them, are photosensitive. Wow. So that circadian science that you talk about isn't just in the brain. Each cell in your body also has um, uh, circadian reference as well. The mind races with questions. I mean, my I married later in life, and I was so surprised that my husband has to sleep in a cave, my Cuban. <laughs> it has to be pitch black or he can't sleep. What does that mean? Does that mean we need to turn off our light eating to recover? And what does it mean? You know, ultimately, we are over-consuming light. <laughs> and uh, you, you may have to... Uh, uh, blame uh, from the beginning of electricity, right? Uh, where we stopped really certain types of sleeping patterns and changed. Oh. Now we're doing this constantly. And, you know, I'm not afraid of change. We're evolving. Our way of life is evolving. What we need to understand is how to evolve in a healthy way. Hmm. I think that's what we're talking about. So I, you want me um, to share with our listeners how the pandemic changed the view on sensory design. Well, would you say we were shut in and now we want to open up or what? I think for multiple reasons, uh, mental health and wellness are no longer these taboo words. Mm-hmm. They're no longer these things that we have to explain and explain and explain. Um, and since the pandemic, what we've seen are different organizations from hotels uh, to hospitals to workplace, just be open to new alternative solutions. Ultimately, if we think about it, we have the best medicine we've ever had in humanity today. Uh, We have some of the best medical treatment today. People are living longer from uh, than before, but that's not the case anymore. Uh, We're dying of diseases of despair. Yeah, we're dying of loneliness. We're Mm -hmm. dying in this crisis of meaning, as uh, my friend, uh, author Jamie Wheel says. Um, So in this existential crisis that we live in, uh, COVID allowed us to see that this world that we're building isn't the right world. That's Mm -hmm. why so many people uh, left their job. That's why a lot of people uh, changed uh, relationships. Partners, yeah. And partners, et cetera. So I think what, what the pandemic has done is open up our eyes to understand that there's far greater than what we think. And think about it. We were depressed. We were lonely. We were anxious. We were tired. Yet we were confined in the spaces we designed. We were confined with the people we choose to live with. So this was all in our setting, yet we were unhappy. And I think that's what this big reset has helped us do, is really reanalyze what does it mean to be alive? And what does it mean to fill a day? Because I think we don't put enough attention on that. Like, how do I fill my day? And um, the pandemic made me embrace, and many people embrace nature more. And, you know, that's full of color, no matter if it's you know, sandy or, you know, brown tones or whatever, it's full of color and life and sound, as we heard yesterday at the program. Um, So, yeah, I I have to agree with you. Um, I have so many more questions for you, but we're running out of time. Tell me what you mean when you say perception medicine. So when we talk about, as we said earlier, perception is reality. And we know that 
not always perceptions correct. And that's because we have a predictive brain. Our brain doesn't just process all those signals and gives us the significance or meaning of those signals right away. It interprets these signals and kind of makes up the rest. So when we feel pain, when we feel depressed, when we feel anxious, um, these are perceptual states. And through sensation, we can shift where your attention is. So sensation, perception, and attention are intricately linked. And when we're talking about diseases of despair, loneliness, and things like that, um, you know, it, it really falls under this perceptual crisis of who we are, of why we do what we do, and how we do what we do. If we're able to shift how you look at this moment, you're able to shift how you see any moment. I want to give you an example. I, always, I, I, I talk about this example a lot. Uh, let's say I'm, I'm late to this interview. Mm-hmm. I wasn't late, by the way. No, you weren't. <laughs> but I let's was say I was late. Up, but no. Right. But let's say I was late. You know, because we've all have that. Uh, we can all relate to being late. We get that rush. We start sweating. You know, and just oh my god, we're we're so late. Well, that's not just that moment of being late. Mm-hmm. Your brain is feeding you additional sensory information to make you feel a bit more stressed than you really should be, based on previous experiences of being late. Yeah, which I've had a lot. But anyway, go ahead. (laughs) I do too, so no worries there. (laughs) But you know, the first step is acknowledging, hey, I'm late. And that's what we call awareness. And that's where we usually stop. And what I'm interested in is how can we move the pendulum beyond awareness to actual behavioral change? Mm. So how do we do that? Okay, first of all, I'm late. I accept it. Second of all, I know that what I'm feeling right now isn't just the information from me being late now. It's from me being late from before. Oh, At that moment, you have the opportunity to self-regulate and release those other emotions that don't belong in that moment. Not release all of it, but just the ones that don't belong in that moment. Yeah. And suddenly you're back in control. Now, people do this, for example, when we work out. We put music to motivate us and to help us shift our perception of, oh my God, this I hurts. I can make it through, yeah. So this is something we've already been doing for a long time. It's just that I think now with the science and with the Western approach of validation, we're able now to create personalized settings that work for individuals. And ultimately, that will be the future of medicine, personalized um, shifts. And if this can be achieved through frequency, if this can be achieved through wavelengths, then yes, you better believe that in the future we're going to be talking about, you know, music as medicine. We just did with Mindstream, but I also think we've, you and I have talked a lot about color as medicine. Correct. And Ari, we're going to have you back because this is a lot to digest. You live here, you live in this brain field, this minefield of data and research applied to practical applications in everyday life. But let's digest it and let's see. Let's see if we can give our listeners some tips. So if you had three things to wrap it up that you would say would enhance everyday life uh, that are sensory, what tips would they be? I think the first tip is to take a moment to process, to think about what are your likes and dislikes. And that way you can really better condition your environment to reflect those things. Now, this can be from lighting settings to type of music, but just acknowledging what are these things that bring you pleasant feelings. Second step is acknowledging which things bring you negative feelings so that you have an account for these things on a conscious level. 
Now, the senses, like most of our perception and sensation of life, it's all subconscious, mostly subconscious. So by bringing this to your awareness, uh, you're already helping. Now, the third thing is really keeping balance. When you feel sensory overload, that means you no longer have attention span. That means you are no longer engaged. Listen to your body. Listen to your brain. It's okay to take a step back and reset. And at My Cocoon, that's why we created Sensory Resets, to give you this designated portion of time, five minutes, just to get out of your head. It's no longer about escaping. It's inscaping, if you will, right? Aww. We have to transform this energy and, and anxiety, stress, all these things that are uh, crumbling us inside. This is energy we can transform into compassion, empathy, and action. Okay, Ari, I am going to take your advice. And after this interview, I have to do a little decompressing. I'm going to go somewhere with pretty color and take some deep breaths, do some yoga stretches. So thank you for the lovely reminder. And we can't wait to talk to you again, Mr. Ari. Thank you, Kim. Have your perceptions changed even a little bit after listening to Ari? I just love finding out that we are beings of light and that each and every one of our over 6 trillion cells are photosensitive and that our body receives about 11 million signals every second and that our senses form a sort of biological language that only humans speak. Heady stuff. Look for resources on Ari's work with My Cocoon and the Brainbow app in our show notes. And if you want to go much deeper into this fascinating subject and the 11 others featured in the 160-page 2023 Global Wellness Trends Report that's called The Future of Wellness, visit globalwellnesssummit.com and look for the Trends tab. The teaser on the website sums up the 2023 $95 report this way. Rigorous international research unveils the long, thoughtful pause forced by the pandemic has transformed the very idea of wellness. People are now more reflective. They seek more science. They're less selfish, more concerned about each other and the planet, and want solutions that are meaningful and that work. But the truth is, the Global Wellness Summit's Trends Report has actually become the go-to resource for media and the wellness industry, predicting trends that have become billion-dollar industries long before anyone else, like real estate and femtech, to name a few. And remember, this is not just a list. It is a full-blown, multi-dimensional analysis identifying the main players innovating the wellness sector. But most importantly, it helps readers understand the meaningful shifts impacting your business and investments. Okay, well, that's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to follow Global Wellness Summit and its sister organization, the Global Wellness Institute, on all the socials. Thanks for following our podcast, for visiting us on the Global Wellness Summit's YouTube channel, and for telling a friend about Global Wellness Conversations. This is Kim Marshall. Can't wait to get together again. Global Wellness Conversations is produced by the Global Wellness Summit and Swell the Agency. Executive producer, Kim Marshall, co-founder of Swell the Agency. Supervising producer, Heidi Moon. Senior producer, 
Darlene Fisk. Associate producer, Sarah Molina. Theme music by Omar Akram for Mindstream Wellness Music. Music.